This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom, welcome to Practical Spirituality here at Asia Torah in the old city of Jerusalem overlooking the Temple Mount. How do you pump up your soul? So we're always in a battleground between body and soul. You're always in a battle like that. Like, for example, let's, you guys tell me body or soul. Okay, everyone say body or soul. You're walking down a street, let's say in the old city of Jerusalem, and you see up ahead, like 30 feet ahead, you see a, um, you see a, a beggar. Yeah, someone's collecting tzedakah. Now, your first thought is like, toll booth, toll booth, yeah, body or soul. What voice is that? Between the two voices. That's a body voice, toll booth. And so, and then you have another voice saying, hey, this person made it to the streets. Like, the least you can do is give a little something. What, what, what voice is that? Soul. Soul voice. So you reach in your pocket and you're like, thank God that our fingertips have so many nerve endings because I can feel like that's a five. Ooh, that's a ten. <laughs> There's the schnickel, the two. Ah, oh, here's a one. Ooh, did I find a 50 agaro piece? <laughs> Yes. And then you pull out your 50. You're about to pull out your 50. Or you already pulled it out. You're ready to pay the toll. By the way, how much is 50 agarot in U.S. dollars? 13 cents. You wouldn't give 13 cents to your enemies. Cheapskate. What voice is that? Right, so first of all, the one that was happy about the, the 13 cent 50 agarot, which voice? And then you're like, you wouldn't give 13 cents to your enemies. So, so you reach back in and you're like, oh, here's a shekel. How much is a shekel? 27. Also, like, not, not something you can, you can't possibly give a shekel for tzedakah. I mean, that's just a horrible humiliation of you, really. <laughs> you should be humiliated handing a shekel. But meanwhile, we all are so proud of ourselves. We're all just like, here's your 27 cents, sure, sir. As we walk through in our shoes that are like, you know, that, that we ordered on Amazon for God knows how much, you know. And anyway, but we hand him our, we proudly hand him our 27 cents. But when we go through the, when we go through the actual toll booth, we're like, okay, let's just get through this. Which voice? Body, Body voice. And then you say, yeah, the least you could do is say hello. Which voice is that? Soul, Soul voice. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, hello, we'll give him a hello, but that's it. Which voice? Body voice. Body voice. What if you gave him a bracha? We're going through this all day. All day. You're you're already falling. You're about to take seconds. Which voice? Body. Body. They're asking you, do you want a whole wheat or white? And you're like, "Mm, I'll take it on the whole wheat, please. It's a soul because you eat the white. You know, meaning the less healthy you eat, the heavier body gets, the less soul voice you got. The heavier body is, the less soul voice you got. If your body's feeling lethargic, then you're, it's going to speak louder. If your body's feeling lean, mean, and clean, you're gonna, your soul's going to have more of a voice. You're going to be more present. You're going to have more voice. And this is why having your body at top health is so important. You got to have your body in full flexibility, coordination, stamina, strength, balance. These things got to be happening. Now, you also got to fuel up, so you got to eat the cleanest fuel you can. 
you want your fuel to be as close to the original source as possible, the least being adulterated by human hands. And then what happens is your body just shuts up. It's like uh, your, your body shuts up and then the soul speaks up. So a lot of people, especially today in the black hat world, want to like pretend that, that keeping healthy is like Greek. You know, they love like the, the little kids' Hanukkah coloring books. You know, shows the modern day little black hat community Hanukkah books shows the little kid like, like the, the Greek kids going to the gym and the Jewish kids like laden with books and he's going to study. You know, he's kind of leans one way because he's always wearing the thing on this side, you know. And he, but even when he takes the thing off, he still leans, because he's been doing this for years now. And and the and so that's called soul. But the truth is, and you could go visit the hospitals for this one, is that you know it's really hard to feel your soul when you're in some ward in a hospital because you didn't care for yourself. And and it's not very soulful to die young because your arteries couldn't take the the. The situation, not to mention the the poverty that can come with with uh, with Torah study, can be create great stress in one's life, and uh, which leads to many many ailments that kind of stress. So so these are these are not healthy ways to be living one's life, and not to mention leaning on society in in, in leaning on society in a way that's that's affecting you emotionally as well because of the fear of rejection of. You know, like having to lean on people means you're going to have to call them, and it gets uncomfortable. It's awkward, and and uh, whatever. It's uh, the whole thing's a bit of a nightmare, and so it's something that you want to you want to watch out for. And and I'll tell you the truth that that there are many people in this world who are great Torah scholars who are making, if I can speak a little French, beaucoup dolores, big bucks who are serious Torah scholars and it is not a conflict at all to be doing that it could be even a few hours a day of work can, when done smart can make you lots of money while being a Torah scholar at the same time and that's not for everybody There's some people just want to live a more ascetic life except in the end they're going to be leaning on the aesthetic people's lives now okay so that's your body and your soul voice and you're always in a battleground. You have to embrace the battle. Because those of us who want to run from the battle, will you tell me, what happens to someone on a battleground who wants to pretend they're not on a battleground? They die. They die, right? Not a good thing to do. You, you don't want to say, you know what, I'm tired of this battle we're in. I'm going to pretend there's no battle. You're going to get it. And we do meet people. We do meet people. You probably know people your age who are just tired of battling. And you, you literally watch them spiral downward until, you know, until they're flushed totally down the toilet. Like, you literally watch them spiral down there. And really, they were just tired. They're just tired. And then after a while, they, they, like, they can't live with themselves because they're doing so many stupid things. So then they start poking at God. Maybe there's no God. Maybe Torah's not true. Like, they, got, they can't live with themselves. So they got to, like, get rid of God somehow. How can we get rid of God for this? You know, this is like Jew turned Amalek. You know, like... Because they're just tired of being in a battle. Tired of being in a battle. They're starting to lose the battle. And they're starting to... And the only thing they can get rid of now to feel better about themselves is is God. But we've got to pump up that 
soul voice. So how do we get that done? And just the last, the last mushal I'd like to give is a very short film called uh, Bambi versus Godzilla. Okay, you guys ever watched the film Bambi versus Godzilla? It's, it's really short. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely short. Bambi doesn't do so well against Godzilla. You know, the base of the whole movie just shows, it shows Bambi, you know, and like the green and the forest and whatever, you know, and then, and then you see a Godzilla's footprint, sorry, shadow of his foot coming down, and then the movie's over. It's a really short movie. Anyway, but the, the soul voice, the soul is so subtle compared to the body. The body is like, got great immediacy in this world, and the soul is, is, is uh, you know, really um, salient. It's, it's, you know, it's not so clear. You can't, for example, the body you could video, like I could video you sitting here. I can't video your soul. I can't video the, this, the soul at all. It, it just doesn't show up that way. So how do you pump it up? So various ways of pumping up. We already mentioned a couple, but I'll just repeat those. One is eating healthfully. Another thing is to is to avoid all negative commandments. Negative commandments. When someone ignores negative commandments, they wind up the body voice gets much stronger. So you want to act with accuracy and precision to avoid negative commandments. Um, another one is to to. Um, be around very, very spiritual people. I mean, take the person who's like the most irresponsible person you've ever met because they're so spiritual. I mean, like really irresponsible. You should never be like that person, by the way. I'm talking about people who are just like so far out. I mean, they're like, they're like a kite without a string. They are a helium balloon without a string. They're just floating in air. And you make sure you see that person every day and learn something from them each day. Meaning they're, they themselves are like a, they're a Corbin. They're like a, they're like a, I mean, their life is a total, I don't even know how to, how to translate the word that they're a Corbin. Meaning they, like, I pity the fool married to someone like this. Yeah, because no, they're definitely not making Chavez or changing diapers, that's for sure. You know, they're on their way to yoga or something. You know, they, they, but anyway, find the most flighty spiritual person you can ever find and, and spend some time with that person every day and get, get yourself, get your soul pumped up from them. Because there are people like this. There are people who are just barely tethered to this world. Now, if you want to make that even better, you can find someone who's what's called a Rebbe. You can find a Rebbe. Not too easy to find Rebbe's. Because most Rebbe's these days are politicians. But there are these hidden gems out there. And I'm connected to one of them. And I usually go on Thursday nights. I might go this Thursday night as well. Um, even though I'm running a program till 11, so maybe I won't go. See how strong I'm feeling. But, the, uh, but you find the same person who's like barely tethered to this world. And my teacher is Rav Shalom Friedman. He lives in Beitar. I used to go no matter what, but he just moved to Beitar in the last year or two, and now, now it's like I need strength to go there, especially if I'm running a program. So anyway, find that person and raise your hand if you have that person in your life. Amazing. So four of you. By the way, I'm that person for a lot of other people. For a lot of people, I am that person, but... But I'm telling you, I'm nothing compared to some people I'm, I'm hanging around. 
I mean, these are people who, like, it's a miracle they're even alive. You know, like, for example, my teacher, he only sleeps two hours a day, except on Thursdays and Fridays he doesn't sleep at all. And he only eats the amount of food that will keep his body alive. He had to go to the doctor. He started getting sick. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor says, what do you eat? He says, well, I eat two slices of white bread. And the doctor's like, why white bread? And he says, well, it has the most ingredients. It's got a ton of different things in it. The doctor's like, yeah. And he's like, well, they come from all over the world. And the doctor's like, yeah. And he's like, well, if I eat something that has, thing, that has ingredients from all over the world, it, I'm raising up all of those different places. And the doctor's like, yeah, you're going to die. You're going to die doing this little uh, elevator experiment of yours. You know? And so the doctor said, listen, and the, and the Rebbe was like not willing to go down from this two slices of a day, you know. So the Rebbe, the doctor said, listen, you're going to have to switch to whole wheat. He's like, there's not as many ingredients. He says, you know what? Why don't you make a whole wheat sandwich? You'll put two slices of white bread, one slice of whole wheat in the middle, and you'll have a whole wheat sandwich. And the Rebbe agreed. And he, and he never got sick again. He's been going for like 10 years on his on this sandwich that he eats, the whole wheat sandwich. I mean, this is really out there. You know, I've never seen him eat a meal, and I've sat with him, Shabbos, Sukkot, you know, Yomim Tayyib, and Rosh Hashanah. Like, I've sat with him, never seen him put down food. You know, a bite of soup, and then he sends it to the Hasidim. A bite of fish, like a little bite, he sends it to the Hasidim, and you're with him for five hours. But one thing he does during those meals, he drinks a lot of alcohol, which is really weird. I mean, he drinks more alcohol in one sitting than I could drink in, like, a week. You know, that would be, like, my Purim intake. And he's doing this every Shabbos meal. Like, what in the world is going on with this person? You know, with no food. No food. For years, like 40 years he's going like this. Anyway... You need someone in your life like this. Someone in your life who's just like, out there. And you better find someone like that because you're way too in here. And you need to be, you, there are human examples of out there. And you shouldn't be like them, by the way, because it's, it's really irresponsible to be like that. And so, I'm not, meaning, I would never do what he's doing, ever. You know, I'm into sports. I'm into, like, nutrition. I'm into... Like uh, uh, stretching and flexibility and 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 hot baths and like massage therapy and stuff, you know, like like I'm totally in this world, which means all the more so I need someone not in this world. So everybody find that person that's not in this world and learn from them, learn from them, let them teach you the ways of the soul, and and it's had. It's really, I have to say, it's done wonders in my life. In fact, I would never, ever be standing in front of you every day teaching the class that I do if it wasn't for this person. He, he is the only reason that I have anything to say to you. It all comes from him. So, so that's, that's a big one in pumping up, uh, pumping up the soul. Um, another thing is to slow it all down. You've got to make one slow slow something a day. You got to just do something slow per day. And I suggest a bracha. Make one slow bracha a day. 
that will pump up the soul. Obviously, you've got to know what the bracha means, but uh, I have classes online. I think it's called the Anatomy of a Bracha. And, uh, but you can find my bracha meditations online. I, I even have some that it's an hour per word. So like, meaning I give over an hour about Baruch, an hour about Atah, an hour about Hashem. But once you learn those things, make one slow bracha a day where you just go all the way there. Because a lot of us, were just skipping these things. Meaning, it's almost like the bracha's in the way of your food. And you need to, like, get it out of the way in order to get to the food. So that's, that's the, the bracha, uh, doing a really slow bracha. You getting all this? All of it. Great. You're welcome. Um, I'm not going to go into general mitzvahs and stuff because that's the whole point of them is to pump up the soul. Um, so I'm not going to do so much of that. Uh, but but another thing that I would mention is to be involved in daily meditation. Daily meditation, which just means deep breathing and, and real focus. The word meditation means focus. It means to focus on one thing at a time. That's the literal translation. So just a little of that every day. A little deep breathing and focus. That will that will ignite the soul very much for you. And um, I feel like I'm missing stuff for pumping up the soul here. Yeah, anyone else here would like to add things for pumping up the soul? Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have thought of that directly as pumping up the soul, but it, it's certainly a, a nice thing to do. And I think it takes care of the body voice quite a bit, so it'll at least default you back to the body, the soul voice. Anyone else got, got a... Yeah. What's that? Hispodidus. I'm not a big Hispodidus guy, but have you noticed that pumps up the soul voice? I've heard from people that if they do it, if someone goes out and does an hour a day of his bodhidus every day like they go out and like spend an hour and an hour is kind of a lot to chew, pick like chew at the first time but but that that your that your belief in God is set forever I mean you'll you'll never ever lose just if anyone that's struggling with belief in God an hour a day of his bodhidus is all you need for just to get it meaning you can stop after a little while but I'm personally not a his bodhidus guy I'm too ADHD for that. Uh, you had one? Yeah. Um, just generally taking taking a rest, you have to be grateful for. Gratitude. Okay. Anyone else? Soul voice. Um I'd say uh, probably the biggest thing of all is learning, learning Jewish mysticism. If you study Jewish mysticism, like for example, there's a book written by the Balatanya. Um, it's it's part of the Sefer Tanya, but it's the middle book. It's called Shar Yichud Ve'Amuna. If you read that book, you will have such a soul. You'll you'll have like this burst of soul soul voice, and you can literally just read the first chapter. You can read it over and over again. Um, you can read the first, second, and third chapter and be done. And it'll change your life forever. Like that one book. 
It's, again, it's called Shar Yichud Ve'amuna, which means the gates of unity and faith. I don't even know how you translate that. But, I mean, you've got to have the biggest Yetzirah to not read that, because it's such a basic thing. You can open it up. It, you can open it up in English. You don't have to be a genius to understand it. It totally changes the way you use say Shema, totally changes the way you make brachas, and it's one tiny chapter, and it's a total game changer. So, and I would read, I would read a couple of those tiny chapters, read them deep, read them with a friend, and wow yourselves together, like freak out with it. Like I, ch- I tend to enjoy it much more with someone because we're both like, whoa, and you, it's like a roller coaster ride just reading this this one chapter or a couple of the chapters but uh, but definitely that's a, that's a big way to pump up the soul voice is to read shar yichud ve'amuna it's a, it's a really really special and simple path to spirituality shalom everybody have a beautiful day you've just experienced another torah class brought to you by torahanytime.com